Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything with Jenna. I, of course, am Jenna. Otherwise, that would be weird. And why would you be listening to someone who wasn't Jenna? Anyways, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to listen to my little corner of the podcasting universe. I greatly appreciate it. So today, you guys, I wanted to talk a little bit about vacationing, especially during this time. And I have definitely some thoughts on some observations that I recently uh, observed, I guess, as well as kind of some things that have been bothering me a little bit about the way people are acting. So with that being said, uh, let me get started as far as talking about the vacation that my husband and I just got back from. We took about five days and we went to Southern California. I know, I know, I always go to Southern California, but it's like so close and it's so different as far as the climate and things like that go. This time though, we obviously did not go to Disneyland because Disneyland's not open yet. And I have some thoughts on that that I want to get to in a moment. But we went to San Diego area, La Jolla specifically, is where we stayed. And it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. We stayed at a lovely little hotel. I guess it's not really little, but it was a beachfront resort. And we had a view and a balcony of the ocean. We we're on the third story. So we were able to go out on the balcony, look at the beach, look at the ocean. We saw dolphins. I think we might have seen a whale at one point. I'm not sure. We saw a ton of people. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with it. So uh, there are so many people that were vacationing. I was actually really surprised at how many people were there. But I think you know, there's just a lot of people who are probably much like how we were. We have canceled multiple trips throughout 2020 for obvious reasons. And so we felt like this would be a good opportunity for us to go. We went because of my birthday, kind of an early anniversary trip as well, and kind of rolled it all into one bigger trip, even though it's not huge in that we drove there, all that good stuff. But, uh, it was interesting, you guys. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, when people are on the beach, they're not going to wear a mask, like specifically when they're in the ocean and all that kind of stuff. But I was really surprised at the lack of physical distancing that I saw on the beach. It's kind of like people are like, oh, we're on the beach. Coronavirus doesn't count here. But I keep thinking like, no, I think it really does. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that it does not care. It does not matter. I mean, we've seen that time and time again, as we've now, what, passed 210,000 Americans who have died of COVID-19 this year. And I just saw earlier on the news that they're projecting by February, 325,000 people will have passed if things keep happening the way they are. And so it was interesting. It was an interesting, interesting thing to see and observe. And I could see on the beach, you know, and my husband and I, when we would go down to the beach, we opted not to sit on the beach. More specifically, our uh, hotel that we sit at had the whole setup where they would sit the chairs up and the umbrella and all the, and the towels and all that kind of stuff. But where they were set up, it just, they weren't that far away from other people. And no one was wearing masks when they were, you know, sitting there. And to me, it just seemed like it was a little too close. And we had a balcony. So we were able to sit in our own little space on our balcony, drink whatever we were drinking, mostly water, realistically. <laughs> but, you know, whatever we were doing, we we're able to sit there, watch and still enjoy ourselves tremendously and not be on top of somebody else. When we did go down to the beach, we walked to the beach mostly every evening and we stayed far away from people and we had our masks 
on or we had them, you know, holding them or around our neck kind of a thing. And if someone got near, we instantly put them back up as they approached us, that sort of thing. Uh, The same thing with when we would go to the little like street thing, probably about a block over. There was a really cute street that they'd actually closed off. And I had read on the sign, it's closed off through January as of right now, because all of the restaurants, there are no indoor, there is no indoor eating in uh, these counties in Southern California. In fact, I don't know if there's any indoor eating No, there must be some indoor eating in the state of California, but not where we were. And so because of that, we ended up eating outside everywhere. But when we would walk to the street, they had closed it down to extend the seating. So it was actually on the street. So they closed the street, had all these cute little patios and things like that with this with the tables pretty far apart, felt very comfortable with that. Like I wasn't too worried about that part. Um, But when we would walk there, same thing. If people got near us, our masks went up instantly. When we ordered, when we talked, anything like that, we had our masks on. Uh, It just was interesting. So many people walked past us that did not have masks on. And I was just surprised. And my husband must have said it 20 times at least. He's like, gosh, what is the deal with these people not wearing masks? And I'm like, well, they must be just like chill, lay back. We're on the beach. It's San Diego area, you know, that kind of thing. But I have to say, it's disappointing. <laughs> like, I get it that people don't want to wear masks. Masks are not like the most comfortable thing in the world. But There's a reason why people are wearing them. And I get and I know there are all these anti-maskers and this and that. I'm not here to argue about it. But hey, why not just do it anyways? You know, like that's kind of like my car. And I think I've said this before. It has seatbelts, airbags and brakes. I'm going to use all of them. You know, why have the airbags? Because they're proven to work. And if it helps and it gives me a peace of mind, then hey, I'm going to wear the mask, you know, and that's kind of my opinion on it. So uh, it was interesting. It was interesting to see. We did go into Balboa Park. We did go to the San Diego Zoo. I was a little hesitant. And they did a check so much as like you had to verbally say if you had any of the symptoms. They did not do a, a temperature reading or anything like that. And okay, I haven't been to the San Diego Zoo in probably 14 years. But it is 2020. And this weird and this odd year that we're in, I was really surprised to find out that they don't do any security screenings at the San Diego Zoo. Were y'all aware of this? Because I wasn't. (laughs) I did not remember. The last time I was there, literally I was pregnant. And I don't remember much about being pregnant because my child legitimately took every last brain cell I had during my pregnancy. But My husband and I both were really shocked that there was no security screening or anything. It was so odd. So that was strange. Um, The zoo itself, it was pretty good. I mean, you were required to wear a mask. They had a ton, a ton of signage. But as far as physical distancing went, we would move much more out of the way of others. And it seemed like we were heightened aware, highly aware of it, almost like in a heightened awareness state. And some people weren't. Some people were, but a lot of people weren't like they were just like too busy looking at the animals and stuff like that. So we stayed pretty far away from other people. I have to say we were there for probably only about three and a half, four hours, maybe. Uh, They don't have a lot of their, obviously they don't have any indoor attractions open. And I honestly don't know how many indoor attractions they honestly have at the zoo, but there wasn't a lot. And um, I don't know. It was just, it was odd. 
you know, it was just an unusual, it was just different. Uh, they didn't have like their little bus thing that normally goes around. So you hike the entire zoo, which I'm okay with walking, but man, there's some like steep ass hills in the zoo. Y'all, I'm just saying if you're not aware. So that was a workout for sure. Um, <laughs> so it was interesting. We did go to Coronado Island and we walked around there. That was pretty good. A lot more people wearing masks. Uh, so that was good. And we also went to like an outdoor, like high end mall. One of the days we were there too, and everyone had masks on there. And again, I felt a lot all open air. So I'm very, I felt pretty safe. Like I didn't, you know, I mean, it's like no different than, I don't know, going to wherever. I'm not exactly sure, but, but it wasn't like, the only place that I was really surprised at was the beach. And I get it. It's the beach. So on one side, I understand that. But on the other side, you're like, dude, if you're walking the beach and people are coming near you, that was the whole point, right? Like that. And the people who are sitting there, that was the thing that blew my mind. They're just sitting there and people are so close to one another. So when you see those things on the news, now I know why. And on a side note, literally it was 72 degrees outside. So it was really beautiful. The water temperature we had seen on one of the lifeguard stands was like 67 or something like that. 68. People are in the ocean with no wetsuits on just like swimming like it's 90 degrees out. I'm like, are you people nuts? My pool has to be at least 89 for me to get in it. Yes, I know. I'm probably a little bit of a baby, but that's just what I am. That's just who I am. That's what I do. So anyways, we put our toes in at one point and I was like, yeah, hell no, we're not. Mm -mm. No way. Not happening. So it was interesting. The, uh, the mask, the mask situation is very, very interesting. Everywhere we ate, like I said, we ate outside and I felt pretty good about that. I mean, we hand sanitize consistently, wear our masks when we're not eating, all that stuff. Obviously you take a risk no matter where you go, if you go out at all. So we did, and hopefully everything's good. We tried to be as vigilant and as smart as possible, even though it was a little odd, <laughs> like just being, it was nice though. It was nice actually to go and be somewhere and have our own little balcony and see the ocean. It was, it was pretty cool. So one of the things though, that I was thinking a lot about, and I've seen so much commenting on specifically because I am such a big Disney person is about Disneyland not being open. So just in case you're not aware, Disneyland in California is not open. It is the only Disney park. So Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. So it's the only part of the Disney universe, so to speak, any of the parks worldwide that is not open. Their retail dining district, downtown Disney is open at a limited capacity. And you do have to go through, from what I understand, you have to go through temperature screening, et cetera, to go into their security, of course, and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, just to go and walk and eat, you know, at sprinkles cupcakes kind of video. So it's legit. And Disneyland DCA is not open. Universal studios is not open. Mount magic mountain is not open. So basically any theme park quote air quotes theme park is not open in the state of California. I don't know, honestly, how many theme parks are in the state of California. Knott's Berry farm is not open for the rides, but they are doing like a food thing, which is similar to kind of like downtown Disney, so I don't know how that's all working, but needless to say, there's so many people that, of course, these diehard Disney fans, which I understand. I'm a Disney person. I get it. That are pissed off and upset. And of course, there is a ripple effect of 
not being open. What does that do to Anaheim as a whole? A few years ago, Disneyland purchased a hotel called the Carousel Inn, which is on one of the major streets right outside of the Disneyland main entrance. And they purchased that that hotel to simply tear it down because they were making a walkway. They have they own property on the other side of the where this hotel is, and it's like Hotel Row on Harbor. And gosh, I think it's Harbor. I'm pretty sure it is. And so needless to say, they purchased, they have all this property back there. They were going to effectively create this huge parking structure and things like that on the other side behind all the hotel row, so to speak. So with some um, shopping and things like that, but for the most part, it was going to be a gateway into Disneyland. So you wouldn't have to walk on the street anymore if you, you know, whatever, because like the one Mickey and Friends parking garage wasn't sufficient. And there's all these things. Long story short, the city of Anaheim refused to allow them to do this. After they were like told like, yeah, go go for it. It's all going to be great. Disney does it, purchases a hotel, knocks the hotel down, which by the way, was one of my most favorite hotels to stay at as a side note. Um, <laughs> it's a side note. Knocks the hotel down, does all, gets ready and finally can't get through all of the final, final approval phases because the businesses that are on that main row said, you're going to be taking too much away from us. The, the most specifically, like you're talking like the IHOPs of the world, the Denny's, all those types of places that align there. And if you've been there, you know exactly where I'm talking about. So with that being said, the little pizza places and all that kind of stuff, they all the the commission and whoever and I and I don't have all my facts exactly right as specifics. But the general point is, is that they did not approve that to happen. Additionally, there was another hotel that was supposed to come in to downtown Disney, that was going to be a four star, five star, whatever, fancy schmancy Disney property, they were actually going to take out one whole section of downtown Disney, and it was going to turn to this beautiful, like contemporary ish style resort for Disneyland. It was going to be another Disney property. So if you're more familiar with Disney World, you know that there's tons and tons and tons of uh, properties to stay at value resorts all the way up to like fancy ass, fancy ass, you know, thousand dollars a night at the minimum kind of a thing. Um, Disneyland just doesn't have the space. So they were going to do that. They were going to do all this stuff. And again, after all was said and done, they could not get the deal done with the city of Anaheim because it had something to do with taxes and things like that. So Anaheim really relies heavily on Disney and the foot traffic that comes through Disneyland and the taxes that come through because of Disney, the sales tax, all that kind of stuff. So with Disney now being closed, Disneyland and DCA being closed for now more than seven months or coming up, I should guess, I guess to say at seven months, it was quite interesting, right? So they have most of these hotels have closed, have shuttered at the moment, are still not open. Some of them are open, but of course, at a very limited capacity. The convention center, there's no conventions going in. There's no and Angel Stadium is not that far away from Disneyland. If you're familiar, baseball games aren't being played. So this ripple effect of everything kind of coming to this big head, it has caused such a huge ripple effect. Disney announced that they were laying off more than 20,000 employees across the company worldwide. Um, I don't know. And I don't think they have officially released how many of those were specific to Southern California and Anaheim for Disneyland and DCA. I did read someone had posted that his mother works for the restaurants at Disneyland and they went from having 400 and something employees at all the across 
um, all the restaurants at Disney and DCA, they're down to 95 employees at this point. So they have really cut a ton of people. So of course, the the them being closed has created this tremendous ripple effect, and it's affecting the economy of Anaheim. The Anaheim mayor has come out and said, Governor Newsom, who is the governor of California, please provide us. We need this. We need guidelines. Disney needs to reopen. We need our livelihoods back. So many people are being impacted by that. And I understand that. And so for me, living in a tourist town in Las Vegas, I completely understand. So you have this financial weight on one side, and then you have the uh, pandemic on the other side and what is safe, what is not safe. So in my mind, I've been thinking a lot about this, especially as things are getting more and more heated. People are upset and they're very emotional as any of us really would be. And some of you may be listening to this going like, yeah, Jenna, I'm emotional. I lost my job. Whatever has happened to you, it is personal. And I understand that. But on the other side, people are losing their lives. Like I said, we've had more than 210,000 Americans that have been killed. And I don't care who you are. If you don't know someone who hasn't been impacted by COVID-19, you will. I have personally, and I know pretty much everyone I know in my own little world has had someone that has either gotten coronavirus, has been sick from it, or, or and has recovered or has been sick and passed away. Like there's, it's a legit pandemic. And yes, there is that whole we need to live our lives. And obviously, I just did that. I went and I went to California with my husband for a week. And it was great. And we took all the precautions that we could. And hopefully everything is fine. But on the other side, like, I get that Disney people, they need to open as well, right? Because of the whole financial thing. And then you know, what do you do? My whole thing is this, if California and the state of California, and I am not obviously a California resident, but if the state of California is going to allow things like the San Diego Zoo to open where there is no temperature screening, and I'm sure they are a reduced capacity. I did read that on their website and it did state that going there. If they're going to allow them to open at a limited amount, then why aren't you letting things like Disney and Universal and you know, all the rest of the theme parks open. Like I'm not understanding. And I get it because I mean, I do understand that there's like a ride associated there's so there aren't rides at the San Diego Zoo per se, they do have like I mentioned, they have the little shuttle bus that was not running, they do have something that's called the Sky Safari. And that was not running when we were there, but it does run on a limited basis. So I think they said it runs like Thursday through Sunday or Friday through Sunday. I don't know what that looks like. I saw it on their website, but I still am not because I haven't seen it in person, but it's a kind of like a ride. It takes you over. Okay, fine. So with that all being said, and the fact that you have Disney specifically operating in the United States in uh, Orlando and then across the world, and they have continued to, they understand the operations, they have signage out, they have all this stuff. From what we understand, from what I've seen, Disney has actually brought the governor in to Disneyland and DCA, or his officials at least. Um, the president of Disney has done that. Josh Tomorrow has come in, shown, like you can see on any YouTube video or Google it, they have signs up, they have, I mean, they are ready to go. Like they are 100% ready to go. And then Governor Newsom was like, oh, no theme park guidelines coming anytime soon. I feel like there is a double standard there. But on the other side, you have these people who are like, this is devastating. And this is the worst thing ever. 
I get it. I really, really do. But I have to tell you, I am kind of torn on the whole situation. I feel like they should have a phased reopening. And I feel like that's something that should happen. But then on the other side, I think about people that are legit sick and now numbers are spiking again. So do we want to now open Disney up just to have him reclosed? I don't know. You know, to me, I mean, that's why I'm not in politics, I guess. And, and my husband keeps saying I should run for politics or for office. As much as I think that sounds great and all because I want to do right with the world, I don't know if I could do that because of the politics of the whole situation, right? So I don't know what the right answer is. I'm not smart enough to know what the right answer is. What I do know is that some people are incredibly emotional. And some of the people that are more emotional are people that are like Disney fans that just want to go to Disneyland. And to me, that's just being selfish. I want to go to Disneyland too, but I don't want to do it at the cost of someone's grandmother dying or something like that, right? Like that's just not necessary. I do think that there's a balance there that needs to be met. I do think that there needs to be guidelines released by the state of California for the theme park. Tourism has got to be a pretty high, uh, high ticket item for the state of California. I'm sure with, with room taxes alone, especially in different counties. Holy moly. You can get a room for like 50 bucks. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea how much a room costs in, in Anaheim. Um, let's say $100. And still, it's like $50 on top of that then goes to just taxes. I know that it funds a lot. I know that in the state of Nevada, more specifically in Clark County, that we reopened casinos, not me personally, but the governor reopened casinos because the state is bankrupt without the income from gaming. We need that money. So it's a financial risk with a with a pandemic. And that's what they decided to do. There are rules and all that kind of stuff. So there are, I don't know, that's why I'm not a governor. But I do know that it does feel like a double standard. But I also know that some of these people who are saying like, this is devastating that frozen at the Hyperion at, at DCA is closed for good. Okay. But you know, there are 210 plus thousand dead Americans. I think you could go on Disney Plus that I'm sure you paid for and watch the whole movie yourself. I'm just saying. Like, let's put it into perspective here. Yes. Is it important? Is there financial? Absolutely. People who have lost their jobs. That is terrible. And that is awful. And I am not discounting that 1%. As someone who has been let go before, not as far as fired quote, but has been laid off before in 2009, right after the whole 2008 situation happened. I understand that. I understand what it's like to beg, borrow and steal, except I didn't beg, borrow, steal, but okay, to try and get a job. You get what I'm saying is that like when you're trying to, when you're applying for jobs and you're you know, you see a job pop up and you apply for it. And literally there's 200 applicants within the first like hour and a half that a job has been, you know, posted. It's crazy. I know on the receiving end of when, of being someone who hires people and getting flooded with emails as instantly, as soon as a job is posted on Indeed, you get like hundreds of applicants. And here's the other thing with, with that, I understand the stress. I understand that losing a job in this kind of economy sucks ass. I get that. I completely, completely understand that. I'm not discounting that or the depths of fear that you have 
when you're not sure where your next paycheck is going to come. But on the other side, these people who are going bananas because their favorite show at the Hyperion at Disney's California Adventure is no longer going to run for them and their little princesses. I think you need to check yourself. Just my opinion. It's interesting. And, and, you know, as time goes on and then there's all this conversation about, well, after the election and then Disney will reopen. I don't understand that either. Like, I really don't. It's like someone was like, oh, uh, Governor Newsom wants the unemployment numbers low. Well, if he wanted the unemployment numbers low, then he would reopen the freaking parks. Like, people just don't make any sense. And I feel like, and that goes into a social media rant, right, where people get so keyboard gangster and want to say and do and all this kind of stuff it takes all my might not to comment sometimes on what people write and say it's so dumb so I use my own personal podcast to do that instead um (laughs) but realistically I don't know what the right answer is I know that there does seem to be a double standard in the same state different counties but same state um I do think that something needs to be done And I also think that we need to be smart about protecting our citizens of our country because let's be honest, some of them are not the most intelligent people here. And if we don't tell them that they have to do X, Y, and Z, then guess what? They're going to do it. And even when we do say, you don't do this, don't do that. It's for your own good. All of a sudden they turn into like teenagers and they think they know more. I don't know about you, but I'm not an epidemiologist. I never in the right, in my right mind ever would have thought that in order for me to go and pick up my groceries, to do the curbside pickup of my groceries, that I would need to wear a mask in my own car. But I do because someone comes to my window. Never, never in my, in my wildest dreams that I ever anticipate having to do that. But now that's part of my life and that's what I do. And I do that to keep myself safe and my family safe and the other person safe. You know, like that's kind of where we're at. So With that all being said, I know I went off on a total rant there, but I just, I just think that we just, people need to calm down and we need to focus on what's really, really important here. I mean, really life is very important, at least in my opinion. And I think that, you know, there's a lot that goes along with that. And I understand that. And and it's not an easy, it is not an easy situation, but to say that it's devastating that Mickey's magical map has been canceled. (laughs) Okay. Devastating, I think was a little too far in my opinion, (laughs) just my own personal opinion. And it's my podcast, so I can say what I want. So anyways, with that being said, I hope that you are well. I hope that everything is going well in your world and that uh, you are doing just as well as you possibly can be as we enter the middle of October, which is hard to believe. And you know, where that's going to take us? What are the holidays going to look like? For me, I think the holidays are gonna be about the same. We don't normally do a lot on the holidays. So my parents, we've seen them, they're in our bubble. So that's good. So I think that's probably about it. Realistically, I don't know. But anyways, I hope you're well. Thank you again so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.